Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. The pipes are rattling, obviously, as you can hear. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to Food Bites, the podcast. I'm Kevin Hillier, and with me, Food Bites with Sarah Patterson wouldn't be Food Bites with Sarah Patterson without Sarah Patterson. I've been reduced to a giggling Gertie this week, I'm afraid. When last we spoke to you, we played you a little bit oh. of the interview that you're going to hear all of today. Yes, and it is Danny Roberts, well known as Andy Green from Sons and Daughters. Back in the 1980s, Kevin, showing my age now, but Sons and Daughters was the biggest thing on Australian television. You had a Pat the Rat who was probably one of the great TV soap villains of all oh, time to this undoubtedly. day. Undoubtedly. Danny got his, well, I guess his, his big break on uh, Sons and Daughters. See, the funny thing is you, you look at uh, shows now like like Home and Away or uh, Bold and the Beautiful mm. or Young and Re- and you see the storylines, <laughs> you go, oh, that's provo-. They were doing these in Sons and Daughters. Yes, and, I know. And it was, it was amazing some of the things they were doing in Sons and Daughters. <laughs> I actually seem to remember, uh, although we didn't talk to Danny about it, uh, there was a wonderful storyline where uh, Danny's character, Andy Green, was uh, taken in by a cult and he was brainwashed. <laughs> Right. <laughs> that happened in real life to a lot of people I know. Um, and now there's a, the reason we got Danny on, not yeah. only is because he's an iconic uh, television star of the 80s, but they've got a big reunion coming up uh, on the uh, at the Radisson Blue mm-hmm. in Sydney on the 4th of November. Uh, it's a big Sons and Daughters reunion and a fan event, and you can check it all out if you want details, Partners in Crime. .com.au is the website. There's a Facebook page. You'll see yeah. all the details. But not only uh, Danny, who Kim we're about Lewis, to talk to. Kim Lewis. Tom, Tom Richards, Richards. Ian Rawlings. Wow. Rowena Wallace. Wow. Uh, Ali Fowler. They're all going to be at it. So it'll be it'll be massive. So uh, go to the partnersinchrome.com.au yes. uh, website for all the details of that. But let's get into – oh, and I should mention oh, our yes. food poll. Well, yes, we're putting crispy things up against crispy things. Potato chips up against – Corn chips. Ladies and gentlemen, we finally made it out of the vegetable aisle. Yes. yes. Well, they are vegetables, <laughs> technically. The, they're corn and they're potatoes, We're Kevin. in the chip aisle. <laughs> You're guilty. Just in a different form. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that uh, after this fabulous interview <laughs> that we did with Danny Roberts. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Let's go. Danny, first, bring us up to speed. It's a, it's a long time since the uh, exciting days of sons and daughters and whatnot. Where in the world do we find you today? Well, in Sydney right now, but been in Thailand for the last 10 years. So, yeah. Doing what in Thailand, <laughs> Danny, exactly? Well, making babies. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, no, I've, I've, I've got a house there in a uh, province uh, which is called Chaipong. Um Yeah, so I've pretty much pulled out when I was about 40 and uh, worked it from there. Wow, and I, I imagine, and I mean this is a food uh, podcast, you're, um, you would have a, a wonderful array of, uh, of, of food uh, on your, right on your doorstep. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and, and that's what I miss being here in Sydney. Um, but yeah, you know, like uh, things that you would like and things that you wouldn't like. Um, you can go to Ant Eggs, you know, um, where you'd see your wife climbing up a tree and the grandma actually grabbing all the, um, <coughs> she'd shake, shake it and she'd stand under, the grandma would stand underneath with the um, net to grab all the um, Ant Eggs. 
and as they walk home, they would um, pick these little small green leaves, get back there, cook it up, sit on the floor, <laughs> and uh, I had to block my nose, but it tasted good. <laughs> Fair enough. Was uh, was moving to Thailand a career change, a, a sea change, or what prompted that? It, it, it came through a good friend. It, I used to run the um, ATC, the Australian Theatre Company, and I hadn't seen him for 13 years, and he was going back to Thailand for a divorce. <laughs> and um, uh, and I met this girl, you know, so, um, yeah, it all changed. So yeah. it wasn't a conscious sort of thing to go there and uh, have a sea change. In fact, I didn't want to go there. Um, but now it feels, well, it is. It's your home. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> look, Sydney's my home, Perth's my home, and that is my home. Let's go back to where you grew up. Well, look, when you were 16, you, you moved from WA to the East Coast. When you were 17, you were on Waterloo Station. And then when you were 18, you were in Sons and Daughters. That's an incredibly young age by today's standards. That must have been a huge <laughs> upheaval for you. What were your memories of those days? Oh, all, all good. Uh, in Perth, I was with a theatre company called the Pace Theatre Company for many years from the age of 11. Then I ventured out when I was about 14 and created this uh, troop of clowns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got dropped up by my girlfriend. <laughs> I said, why are you dropping me? She said, because you're a clown. <laughs> Fair enough. Had the same thing said to me over the years by different women. <laughs> I'm, sure they, I'm sure they haven't, Kevin. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to get makeup on with that beard. <laughs> Thank you. Get us back to the sons and daughters days. I sold everything up when I was around about 16 and headed to Melbourne, and, and that was a journey and a half. And just started from there, knocking on doors and, you know, doing what I knew. I seem to remember and along the way somewhere, Danny, did, uh, did Bunny Brook play a, a part in your career trajectory? She actually did. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, it, it, nothing was happening, so I decided to go to, where was it? Not a wanting where Crawford Productions were and... Um, yeah, I, I feel even nervous thinking about it because I walked in there and said, um, <clears throat> I have an appointment with Bunny Brooks. And the receptionist said, um, what's the name? I said, Danny Roberts. And she said, well, I can't see anything here. So I created a bit of a fuss at the front and um, she walked out and uh, she said, <laughs> anyway, you know, handed me a script, said, come, come back on Monday. And that was cop shop. And um, and I got the gig. So. And is that is hmm. that what um, you had in mind? Was acting, what, television acting, what you wanted to get into? I, Sarah, I really didn't know what I was doing. You know, <laughs> like I, I, I had no idea. All I knew is that I needed work, um, and that was the only thing that I knew. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I started out with a pretty bad speech impediment and I found with the work that didn't operate, you know, like it didn't happen. I know if I don't bring this up that Kevin's going to bring it up, so I'm going to get in first. Back in the day, the early 80s, you 
what was known as a television heartthrob. And you, Danny, were – I had your name written all over my pencil case at school. Um, so – I mean, obviously it snowballed and my memory of those times was that you were very much in the spotlight. You were very much um, the, 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 a figure of adulation. How did that side of the profession sit with you? Well, fortunately through the years beforehand, I had, had experience of um, what that kind of means and I really didn't like it. You know, I call it instant fame back in those days. You know, it was like um, fame in a can. (laughs) Even though you worked for it, you weren't prepared for it. Um, And so when it came, it was, you know, it was was weird, (laughs) you know, basically, you know, because you've got the eyes on you. And if you don't have that experience from family and all that, and I didn't, then it's um it, it, you you've got to work it out like there's not a book that's been given over on you know like how to be a soap star. Mm. <laughs> so, did, did is that when the likes of Rowena Wallace and Tom Richards and, and some of the the older cast members who who'd seen a bit of that themselves? Or did you kind of gravitate into a little cocoon type thing with them, or how how did that work? How did that dynamic work? Well, with Tom, you know, he was always really a, a mentor, you know. Um, but it, you're working so hard, Kevin. Uh, you know, in back in those days, you were, you know, you were shooting five scripts in a week, which is equivalent to a um, feature film. So there wasn't a lot of um, lay time, time to actually talk and connect. But um, I, I picked up what whatever crumbs I could from Tom Rowena. Pat McDonald was really one of the major ones for me. She um, she taught me a lot. Mm. And and Tom Richards, I understand, was was one of your own childhood heroes. You, uh, you used to watch him in mm-hmm. Division Four. Yeah, absolutely. And also Pat McDonald, you know. And yeah, Rowena, I saw her a little bit. Uh, in, I think it was Cop Shop. Yeah, yeah. So, I think. But um, it, it was not easy for me to actually watch all that because mum would not let me watch the TV after 8 o'clock. Oh. So all, all those shows would come on, like n- Number 96 um, and uh, Abigail, and, <laughs> you know, who became a really good mate of mine. Um, it was not easy to access. I'd, I'd have to sneak out and crawl around the corner and watch it on the black and white TV as mum and dad especially Dad, would um, admire what they were watching. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, to, to describe Sons and Daughters as a far-fetched show, I mean, would be a, a, a gross understatement. It was just, it was completely out there. I mean, you know, the, the central characters, mm-hmm. two, you know, twin brother and sister fell in love before they realised they were twin brother and sister. And we had, you know, we talked about Rowena Wallace, Pat the Rat. I mean, that character, she's one of the, mm. one of the greatest TV baddies mm. of all time. I mean, those Absolutely. days of um, TV, they're just, they're, there's nothing like them. There really hasn't been anything since. Not that I've seen, uh, but don't forget Cornelia Francis. She was, um, and, and she went on to do another, like a, um, uh, what's it called? Like a reality show or a game show or whatever. Oh, the Weakest played. Link. Yeah. yeah, so she was she was, she was on the same par as um, Rowena, 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. When uh, we yeah. got, you got a big reunion coming up in in early in November, where you know about a dozen members of the, of the key members of the cast of Sons and Daughters will all get together. What do you talk about? <laughs> what, what do you? I mean, do you do? You, do you, have you kept in touch with them, or is is this like walking into a walking into a school reunion with people you haven't seen in ten, fifteen, twenty years? It's a bit more like that, Kevin. But I would t- let's say I'd talk about food. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like Kim Lewis, who I saw the other month. You know, I had not seen for you know a good forty years. Wow. You know? Yeah. So it's it's going to be full on. You know, you know, like a school reunion, I guess. Yeah. Did you have moments when you got copies, you know, you talk about doing five scripts in a week and it is the equivalent of doing a, a motion picture. Were there times when you got the scripts and went, no, nah, come on, you're taking the piss. You're, you're not serious. <laughs> oh, many times, many times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, yeah, there's um, <laughs> there's a whole pile of um, political things that if you don't do something right, you know, the writer can certainly do something wrong to you. So, um, yeah. Or if you whinge or complain, I remember doing an interview with TV Week, and I said they're cup of tea scenes, and I can't swear on the um, on this, but uh, <laughs> boy, <laughs> did that come back at me? Oh my goodness! Uh, speaking of a uh, cup of tea, I mean, uh, they would have been frenetic days shooting uh, in that kind of schedule, Danny. Um, mm. I imagine a lot of coffee was consumed in those days, and what was the coffee like back then? <laughs> <laughs> the coffee was crap, but yes, there was a lot of um, <laughs> coffee consumed, and uh, yeah. I imagine there would have been a bit of probably coffee and smoking and, and all of that as well. Oh, yeah. You could smoke in the studios, you know, like um, it was a completely different time, you know, like uh, the makeup artist was um, Patricia Hutchins, mm-hmm. which was her son was Michael Hutchins, and so as the face is being done, Back in those days, they put makeup on your Sarah that was like clay, you know. Um, <laughs> um, and she would talk about her son, pull out the magazines and show me. And it was before his fame, you know, um, just before. So a lot of interesting things, some positive, some negative. Another reflection of the time was that magnificent uh, mullet you used to sport. <laughs> I think Jason Donovan thinks that off me. <laughs> Should be in the, you know, the uh, I don't know what the equivalent of uh, the Australian Television Hall of Famers. I mean, surely that that mullet of yours should be in there somewhere. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> well, you know, we all, we all we all had we all had that hairdo. We were all running around with that hairdo at that stage. Yes. That was the that was the that was the it look, and you were it. No. Well, oh, thanks, Matt. Well, it's it's back now too. Our eighteen-year-old yeah, son sports <laughs> one as well. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Oh, are did you, you me? did you feel like a rock star in those days, or was it just such a grind because it was so much hard work that you didn't get the chance to enjoy that part of it? Uh, there's a little bit of that, but I didn't feel totally like a rock star. I was always trying to shoot for the next one and for the next one and for the next one, or thinking that way. But it was pretty full on. Um, like the brain gets, or the head gets um, full of stuff that really shouldn't be in there. That's that's a big answer. <laughs> what what about when it finished? Did did what did you think was going to happen? Did you think you were going to go on? Uh, mate, I was 
No, I was so relieved. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> well, I, I can't go into the personal stuff of it, but I was in a situation with the management and stuff. And, and so the first thing I did was I just went home, packed up, bought a ticket and went straight to the States. You know, there was a fair bit of a loss financially. You know, my thoughts were, you know, stuff this, I'm just going to go over there and do the same thing try and get a gig on, I don't know, the days of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> did, was that, that was back in the day when if you didn't have a green card, you didn't, you, you couldn't do anything, you could buy a green card for 10 or 20 grand or go on a lottery or something, but it was actually mm. a, a, a lot harder to break into the, because we weren't a global world then, we were very much uh, visa mm-hmm. driven and green card driven. Did, it was, 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 that a, was that a battle for you? It became a battle, but it wasn't at first. That didn't come in until after six months of me being there. And then they cut all the auditions. Like, I could not walk into the um, studios unless I had a green card. Just six months prior to that, you were able to go in there. But all the French were in vogue at that time, and um, Australians weren't necessarily very well liked. So I was only 20 years old, so it's, it's a long time ago. Yeah. That's incredible. Tell but you've been certainly uh, since those days, Danny, very much immersed in uh, in the theatre side of things. Yeah, yeah, that and doing films like Dreamland with Ivan Sen, um, Walking on Water, Tony Ayres. Uh, you should the be possible too, didn't you? Do? <laughs> <laughs> Don't blink. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so look, I've been very fortunate to have still been in in the game. Yeah, and still am. So, are you in, do, you, do you enjoy it these days more than you did back in the in the halcyon days of Sons and Daughters? Uh, ask me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's up and down, Kevin. Look, I love working. I love being on set. You know, I love playing characters, and that's really the love of it. Uh, the business side of it, uh, I would not say it's my favourite. I remember when I was around about 11 and D- David Cran, who was um, the, you know, like the main director, teacher, et cetera, of um, Patch, he said, says, Danny, remember, there's two words, show business. What is the most important word? I said, show <laughs> you had no business. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And speaking of show business, uh, Danny. So your 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 kids. One has um has followed your your footsteps into uh, into showbiz. Yeah, unfortunately, yes. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, he has. And um, he really fought for <laughs> fought for that. And he he's been in the states for what, the last uh, 11 years now. And uh, Kevin, he does have his green card and, and all that. All right. But he's, he's kind of taken another um, turn, which is as an actor, you don't always have the cash rolling in. So you've got to be quite creative as in what you do and how you do it. What what's your fondest memory of your your sons and daughters' days? And and you know a, a storyline that the character that Andy had that that you actually really enjoyed. My fondest memory would be getting the phone call telling me I got the job. Yeah, you know that that's the fondest one. Then on set, uh, it was 
probably a scene that I did with Cornelia Francis and, um, God, what's his name, Robert? Not Brian oh, Blaine. No? Not, no, Brian Blaine, he's such a sweetheart, mm. you know, was, mm. he is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you say that now, you know, when they pass. No, it was um, an English actor from Bless His House. Oh, Robert. Sid James, no? <laughs> oh, no. <hang> on. <laughs> No. Where did that come from, Sarah? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm getting I'm getting absorbed in the moment. I'm just grabbing it and Yeah, look I, it'll come to me after I put the phone down yeah, probably. Yeah. It always um, does, I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it was with Corny, you know. Yeah. You know that, that's one of the fondest scenes that I had. She she sounds like a wonderful lady, Cornelia. Oh, look, she's lovely, you know. And and I can't speak any more highly of um, Pat McDonald, you know, yeah. like, amazing. Rowena, same, same. But Rowena was always a little bit standoffish, you know, so, and hence she was the star of the show. So mm. I think that um, sometimes I just don't want to get too involved. <laughs> yeah. No, it'll be uh, obviously a chance for you to catch up with uh, some people you haven't seen for a long time and uh, a chance for fans to kind of – do the questions that fans ask you about the show surprise you when you get in these sort of situations? Uh, it doesn't surprise me. Trying to remember everything surprises me. <laughs> yeah. you, know, like, uh, you know, when I'm asked a question, I'm going, like, you know, like uh, I got a question the other day about the girl that um, was blind in the show, was she really blind? <laughs> and I can't remember her name. <laughs> so I've got to be careful what I say. But, yeah, and, and so I replied, no, she was not blind. <laughs> Mind you, with the with the preposterous nature of some of the storylines in Sons and Daughters, just say yes to everything because it's not like it wouldn't have been possible. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, the, the blind girl who was your second cousin's, uh, you know, from your third marriage to your second, uh, it's, it's all, mm, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, absolutely. Of course she was blind. Danny, enjoy the reunion, mate. It's been it's been lovely to catch up with you and good to see same, you. Same. Good good to see that you're going well and uh, and life's good. Oh, thanks, mate. And Sarah, thank you very much. Oh, thank you. It's been an absolute uh, delight for me, uh, Danny. It's actually it's actually quite uh, surreal, you know. <laughs> this is where we tell you that she chased. This is where oh, this no. is. Hang on. This oh, is where okay. Danny, I tell you no. that she chased you when you were on no, a float I, oh. for the uh, Moomba, Moomba procession, Moomba procession oh. in Melbourne, and oh, Sarah, uh, and, and was moving along, and Sarah oh. and a couple of her friends were chasing you down, trying to get you to sign something. Well, for them. you were very polite too. You said, I'm so sorry, but the truck won't stop. Yes. <laughs> oh, Kevin. Oh, thanks, Sarah. In between yelling out the words, security, security. <laughs> you just well, I'll tell you see. one thing about that day, yep. and I had a couple of them, is I was told to smile all the time, and so I just do what you're told to do back in those days, and I had cramps in my cheeks, oh. you know. I can imagine. I can imagine. We had cramps in our legs. Don't worry about that. <laughs> it's been so wonderful catching up with you, uh, Danny. I really appreciate you giving us your time. My absolute pleasure. Thanks, Sarah, Danny. Kevin, you know, lots of love. Take care. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.
The intervention order oh. should be should be arriving very soon. Oh, mate, thank you so much, Danny, for indulging me. And yes, I am a sweetheart. You got that one hundred percent right. Yep. Kevin tells me that every day of the week. The Moomba float actually was stationary. It wasn't moving. <laughs> he was just trying to move you along. <laughs> Probably. He, he, did, he, he was did. doing this thing where you you make a well, movement like that and you think it's but no, it's still moving. They won't stop it. I can't. It's Probably. Safe. Occupational health and safety issues, girls. I look, probably should have been arrested. Partners in Crime. <laughs> there you go. Partnersincrime.com.au. That's the website yep. to go to. Uh, thanks to them for helping us organise uh, Danny Roberts yes, too. Yes, thank you. Uh, and that event is on the 4th of November at the Radisson Blue in Sydney with all those cast members we mentioned earlier. It'll be, uh, be a massive mm. event. That'd but be let's, fantastic. Uh, let's put some crunch factor into the podcast, Kevin, with uh, Chip Against Chip. We're As putting... opposed to young girl going under moon before. Yes, we're putting, uh, po- we're putting potato chips up against uh, the humble corn chip. And can I just preface this by saying a few people did argue that, oh, you know, Potato chips, we call them crisps. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If if you are from England or you are in England, you call them crisps. In Australia, whether they're hot or they're cold, they are chips. All right. Thrown under the bus. (laughs) Episode one. Here we go. Stephen Quartermain will start us off and he loves potato chips. Old crunchy, sorry, old croaky <laughs> says, when it comes to the crunch, I'll choose potato chips. Oh, gosh, I'm getting hungry already. This, this Miss Sandy Crack says, potato chips, preferably kettle chips. Oh, yes, Mark yum. Stephen says potato. Jim Wilson says potato in capital letters with a picture of a potato. Bernie Britton says PC for me. Potato chips. Uh-huh. Christopher Gates, corn chips with guacamole. Oh. Rebecca Ann Kane, a regular, says both. Corn chips for nachos, potato chips when I'm feeling checky. I wonder if you could make nachos out of potato chips. <laughs> I'm sure someone has now. No. Here's, here's episode one of Thrown Under the Bus. Now, here we have Artie who says, we called them crisps <laughs> as a kid. Aye, 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 we do. We call them crisps as a kid. We do. That wouldn't have been in Australia. (laughs) And he says, I still do. Chips are hot. I like cheese and onion Smith's crisps. And that's the only exception where a chip is called a crisp. (laughs) Uh, But corn chips are great with a hot salsa. Spud wins. So that's a vote for the potato chip in case you're getting <laughs> confused by the rhetoric. Uh, Sue says, look, I don't mind a corn chip, but it's a potato chip for me, salt and vinegar. Oh, I love yes, salt and vinegar. Yes, me too. Who came up with that combo? I don't know, but he's a genius. Well, she's a genius. Terry says potato crisps for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, sweet potato ones aren't bad either. Kerry says corn chip. Eddie Olek, dead heat. Robbie Elliott says potato 100%. Anne says potato crisps, Glenn, and she does a picture of three potatoes. Very nice. Another palm. Uh, Glenn, Driscoll's, <laughs> Glenn Driscoll says... Is that right? Yeah, it is. Oh, Anne God. is. I know Anne. Anne's a Bulldog supporter. <laughs> Glenn Driscoll says smoking barbecue. Oh, yeah, I know someone in this room who loves barbecue. Oh, it has to be Sandboy barbecue. Sandboy barbecue. Yeah, yeah. And chips. you can't get them as widely oh, as you used to, man. She's a good day. Rachel says both. Glenn says, okay, Pato. If I have to make a choice, make it tater chips. I only a whisker. Oh, Anne Marie, both, of course. Life is too short for limits. That's true. Kathy says both, depending on what they are being served with. Michelle says uh, it has to be Smith's plain crinkle cut chippies. Oh, yes. I do like them too. Uh, Actually, I don't think I've met a chip I haven't liked. (laughs) Devon says chips for me. Lydia says both. Depends. Sarah says. Plain potato chips, 
this is Sarah Warmby. Yeah. Plain potato chips, who's a regular, with oh. a dash of mint sauce. Ooh. Hey, now that does sound like it could work, don't you reckon? I'm probably going to try it, you mm, know, because mm. Sarah's normally spot on, I must admit, with uh, the tips that she gives mm. with uh, yeah. adding condiments to different things. Too. She's very good. Yeah. Okay. Kathleen says, uh, she says photo chips. Does she? <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, oh uh, potato chips for oh. a sneaky, salty snack with a glass of champers. Oh, gosh, that can be dangerous. And Karen says potato chips for me. Here's the voting. Oh, oh I'll be wait interested for, for this. Uh, wait for it. Both. 24%. Ooh. 24%. Ooh. Now, that doesn't leave a lot to be split between the no. other two, which is good because corn chips didn't get many of them. Oh. 8%. Wow. Less than double figures. 68% yeah. for the potato chips. Do the flags, make the sound mm. the drums, do all that I stuff. I thought that might be the case. I yeah. think in corn chips' case it's it's what goes with it. So if you make it into a, a nachos and you, you load it with guacamole. Corn chips on their own are pretty, pretty ordinary and pretty average, to mm. be honest. Whereas chips you just oh. dig into on their own. Pour them into the bowl. There is no preparation needed. Yep. Uh, well, show me anyone who can walk past a bowl of potato chips and not go... Put yes, your hand in and yes. have some. Remember they used to have a brand of chip called Ruffles? I don't know yeah, if they yeah, still yeah. have those. They're yeah. really um, skinny, skinny crinkles on them. Were they in the purple packaging? Yeah, in the and they tub? were thicker. They were thicker than your were they average in the tub? chip. Yeah, uh, no, they're the Pringles. Pringles, okay. <laughs> uh, Pringles. Ruffles, I'm trying to think of Ruffles. Because, Kevin, once you pop, you can't stop. Oh, now we're going to do all the jingles that go with all the chips. <laughs> we could be here for the next six months. We'd better go. We'd better call no. us quits. Thanks to Danny Roberts for being part of the program. Absolutely sensational yep. to have him on the show. Uh, and don't forget that big uh, reunion, mm. partnersincrime.com.au. That's the website. That is Food Bites for another episode. Mm. Till next time, I want some chippy, chippy, chippies. Oh, Danny boy. Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.